The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Two thirty-five. I love this text um, from Killam, Alberta. You can always add your names to your text if you want to, folks. Um, when I go to the board of the one word of advice from my dad, speak when spoken to. Absolutely. Yep. I actually texted uh, the Killam listener back and said, "Good advice." Yeah. I, I have found. Uh, I have on only two occasions gotten into trouble with U.S. Customs and Immigration. I shouldn't even say trouble, where I've just the been... The Mexican one's completely well, different Well, forget story. the Mexican one. That was totally <laughs> my fault. But where they've put me into secondary for mm. another conversation, and both times I look back on it and say, well, that was absolutely my fault. Yeah. So one was uh, in Detroit, where you clear customs at Pearson in Toronto to fly, to take that tiny yeah. little flight to Detroit, but you're on U.S. soil at that point. And they had just introduced the eye scanner mm. uh, technology, and I had not seen it before. And so I went up to to do my usual, you know, what are you going for? How long are you going to be there? The purpose of your visit. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, is that an eye scanner? And he said, yeah. And I go, oh, how does it work? And he didn't answer me, just said, I'll need you to go in there. And again, given the advice that my wife's uncle had given me, I was too friendly and I wasn't answering yeah, his yeah. questions. I was yeah. asking questions and they don't like that, mm-hmm. right? And I ended up, that worked out fine. The other one was just a train wreck that we still bring up from time to time. Taking Hunter when he was a minor, and I don't know how old he would have been, 13, 12, somewhere around there, maybe even younger, uh, down to Portland to see WWE. Mm. And we did it because they were coming to Edmonton and they had canceled. And uh, and I had promised him that we were going. So I just found the cheapest destination to go see WWE. And it was just me and Hunter. And I thought it would be an adventure for him and I to take. We had never traveled just the two of us before. Uh, but in talking to a lawyer, they had suggested, our lawyer, that you get a letter from the mom... Um, just to say that yep. you're leaving the country with your son with yep. full, permission, full permission, you know, even though there's no problem. So we got there uh, to Customs and Immigration, and uh, this Customs and Immigration officer, a woman, um, she purposed your visit, how long it going to be, everything was fine, right? And then when I, and she said, and this is your son, and I said, yes, and she goes, do you have a letter from mom? And which she was putting it in the friendliest of terms, mm-hmm. right? And I said, I do. And I slid the letter to her, which was, uh, it had been, uh, uh, what do you call those uh, officiants that uh, certify it? Uh, yeah, notary. Notary public had uh, certified it. And it was a very brief, you know, I am Carol, blah, blah, blah. And I give permission to my husband, Andrew, who is the father of Hunter, whatever. It was a one sentence or two sentence letter. Yeah. But she stared at it. She, she, like she was reading it word at a time. And you know that awkward silence where nothing's going on. And I had just finished telling Hunter as we approached her, let me do all the talking. <laughs> I didn't want him to say anything that might, you know, and up to, you know, and she's re and I said, uh, the, yeah, my wife and I are still together. And she went, mm-hmm. And she kept reading the letter and I said, so I don't really know why I need the letter. It's not like I'm kidnapping him. And she just looked at me and went, why would you say that? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, where do you need me to go? Yeah, I was just like, where? Just what room? Do it. Come yeah. on. Yeah, she was like, you just said, 
all the a hot word things. Kidnapping, right? So into secondary we go. <laughs> And uh, the second person said, okay, so apparently you raised the possibility that this was a kidnapping. And I went, I really didn't. And the more I tried to explain, the, the worse it sounded until finally Hunter said, I think what we should have done is had me do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. So do you get nervous. You do get nervous because my fear was we obviously weren't doing anything wrong. I could prove that we had return flights and tickets. <laughs> so everything I said was backed up by the evidence Just on me. stop talking. Uh, right. Like my fear. You need me I know. with you at the border. My fear was that for some stupid reason, we would get turned back and Hunter would be disappointed twice, once in Edmonton and once in Portland. And my fear was that I wasn't going to be able to deliver. Mm. And then, you know, I had hurt my leg the oh, week gosh. before. Right. So I was limping, but I didn't have any kind of, you know, so I looked as though my I wife had, kicked me. Right. I looked as though I had fought my way out of prison to be there. <laughs> And then, you know, she asked a question about that. What's wrong with your leg? And I said, oh, it's really stupid. I fell off a stage. She goes, oh, you're an entertainer. I'm like, oh, God, now I'm an entertainer. Headed to the U.S. with a boy. The whole thing just unraveled on me. And the second guy wanted to know about that. Oh, what kind of entertainer are you? Mm. You ever work in the United States? Mm. Which I have years ago. Did I have the paperwork to do it? I don't remember. And then, you know, when they ask that, have you ever worked in the States, United States ever? Now your mind is like racing because you're like, if I say yes. I know you have to, you have to make a decision very quickly. Right. Because they could look and say, well, there was never It's going to go back to, have you ever smoked marijuana? Right. What's your decision going to be? Exactly. What, you know, what's so your answer going to be? You have to anticipate the question and be ready to give the answer. Because yes, I've worked in the States, but if they have some way of pulling up mm -hmm. a file that says I never applied for a work visa, that's going to be a problem. Or if I say I've never worked in the States and they pull up a work visa, that's also a problem. Right? So, whew. The whole lying bit, huh? Well, yeah. And then you sometimes get bad advice. Like that. See, see, this is what this, this is, what is how happens. he gets in trouble, you right. guys. Because I'm not, I, the fact that I'm not trying to hide anything makes me expose stuff I didn't even know I was hiding. I asked that guy, my uncle, my wife's uncle, my daughter's uncle, my wife's uncle, that Detroit trip, I was going down for a contest. And so there was no pay. If I won, there's money in it. And I would get a booking at this Detroit comedy club. So he asked me, what do you do for a living? And at the, on the advice of this uncle, I, he said, oh, just be honest, because you're not getting paid. So I went, oh, I'm going down there to do comedy. He went, really, are you being paid? And I went, no. He goes, why would you go then? I go, well, it's a contest. And he goes, is there a prize? And I go, yeah, you would get a week's booking at the club, at which time I would declare that I was going down to work. And he went, oh, there's no cash prize at the contest? And right then you're like, if he goes to the website of that comedy club, he's going to see that there's a $2,000 cash prize, and there's no guarantee that I'll win it, but if I did, then yes, I just made money in the United States. Mm. And, you, and you know, they read everything about you, so they, I'm sure he could see the panic in my eyes now. Just talking about this, you're all frazzled. I was really scared because the implication was if he sent me back that day, mm -hmm. that could close the door to the United States for me forever. And thats I don't care about the comedy side of things. I care about being able to take my family on a vacation uh -huh. in New Orleans or my wife to Las Vegas and have that on, you know, have that hassle every time I get to the border. And, and I don't recommend this as advice, but I'll tell you how I got out of it. We talked in circles for the better part of 10 minutes, he and I, and me arguing that... 
you know, I'm not making money that I would declare the money. If I did make money, that there's mm-hmm. a likelihood I wouldn't win and you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm rolling the dice here. We went around in circles. And again, I don't recommend this, but at some point I just said to him, look, I'm either going through that door to my flight or I'm going through that door to mm-hmm. my country. Mm-hmm. You decide, but I'm not doing this yeah, anymore. Yeah, tell me which one. Right. And he went, have a nice day and handed me back my passport. But I don't recommend it. <laughs> it just happened to work out that day for me. But you know, you hold your breath until the next mm-hmm. trip, right? Because you're like, mm-hmm. hey, what's what does that look like? What bells and whistles ring the next time they scan my passport? I would love to know any listeners that work customs that could tell us. I would mm-hmm. love to know what is on that when they when they swipe your passport. What's there? What comes up? Well, you know, I've seen a brief. What comes up? Does it just come up? Like criminal for me, record, like for me, I don't Nexus, have a criminal record. Right. I have Nexus. I have, you know, I'll probably just all my travel record. Is that all that comes up? Or is it if you've had any charges, that sort of stuff? I'm guessing that would all come up as well. But what is all well, on there? If somebody wants to either anonymously. Anonymously. Or, yeah, let us know. If you work in customs and immigration, I would love to know. I know that we took a family trip a few years ago in which my daughter brought a boyfriend. And we went through together as a family, even though he does not mm. have our residence and he's not a family member. But I explained that as we came to the customs mm-hmm. guy. I said, we're not all family, but this is my daughter's boyfriend. And he went, oh, well, let's start with him. He was very nice. Let's start with him. And he scanned the passport mm. and he said, good news, dad. He's clean. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume that at the very least criminal record comes up. But I wonder if the history of crossing the border comes up as well, if you cross... You know, if you're back and forth. Back and forth, or if you go to countries that are deemed to be, uh, you know, suspicious. There was a story today out of the National Post. Of course, I can't find it right now. But you talk about uh, the comment that that uh, border security fellow made to you, saying, good luck, or good news, Dad, he's clean. There was a police officer uh, in the States whose 18-year-old daughter was dating another, an 18-year-old boy. Dad did not uh, like this boy, did not want his daughter dating this boy. Dad is a police officer. Yep. Dad threatened him beforehand, pretty much saying, I'm going to make your life living hell. This is in Lorraine, Ohio. In, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And um, sat around and waited until he could pull over the boy one day, and then things got ugly. Such a crazy story. He, His daughter had moved out and was living mm-hmm. with the boyfriend and his mother, the parents, the police officer and his wife didn't like that. So as you mentioned, he waited outside their house in his police cruiser while on duty yep. for the boyfriend's car to go by, pulled it over when he saw it, arrested the boy. And now this is all caught on dash cam. Yeah, there right? was a dash cam. That, you know, he has no access to delete. He tells the boy, the boy is saying, what, what am you, I going yeah. to jail for? And he goes, we'll make that stuff up. Crap up yeah, on the way there. On the way. He then pulls his daughter from the car. The mother now starts arguing because her other children were in the vehicle as well that she's going to call 911 because this Mm -hmm. is an abuse of power. Mm -hmm. And he says, if you do that, you're going to jail. So she goes ahead and calls anyway, and they dispatch a second police car, thankfully, because the second police car sort of uh, takes in this scenario and takes over. And releases everybody, Mm. but they bring it to the attention of the department. And as you mentioned, he's now been fired. Rightfully so. Yeah, it's crazy to watch how he doesn't realize that 
everything's being recorded. How, how is it that you could get to that point in your mind where you are so fixated by hate or bad judgment to throw oh. away something that you have worked so hard on your career number 26 one? Twenty six years. Twenty six years as, a, as an officer, and that of the relationship with your family as well. It's it's so crazy. Now I get there's all sorts of relations out there yeah. that people, you know, hey, let's be my my parents weren't a big fan of my first husband. There's no way that anyone was pulling anybody over or pulling any sort of stupid moves like moves like that. No, and and the daughter, it's funny because she obviously is this man's daughter, just mm-hmm. the way she's handling herself because he puts her in the backseat of the car where there is a second video mm-hmm. camera. You can see her in the backseat of his patrol car. He starts driving away and she's yelling, you know the law, mm-hmm. you know, you can't arrest me. Stop this vehicle yeah. right now. She's demanding as a citizen for him to exactly. produce a charge, evidence, an explanation, anything. Um, and as I say, He's that's when other police got involved. He's just lost everything. Yeah, it's all wiped out. Now, as a side note, his union is uh, appealing the decision. <sighs> but I'll tell you, you know when you've done wrong. When you're in a union that's as strong as his is, the police uh, union, and when they've been asked about defending him, their statement has been basically that it's our job to defend our members. But they also said, but his actions mm-hmm. are far outside mm-hmm. of what we would expect of a, of one of our members. Again, this happened in Ohio, mm-hmm. in Ohio. But boy, oh boy, oh, did you ever, he, did you ever date a girl where you where the dad didn't like you? I'm trying to think of a girl the mom, where the dad did like me, or the or the mom, you know, something didn't. Well, Gary hated me. Carol's dad threatened me. He despised me. It, it it was not good. He he was there when I asked her to marry me, mm. and he said, and I quote, "Over my did, dead body." Do you do you think he despised you, or he just wanted something better for his daughter? He wanted something better for his daughter. Mm. I was a divorced man with two children mm-hmm. who was starting out in comedy <laughs> and and really drove a used car and often borrowed Carol's mm-hmm. because mine wouldn't run. He saw no future in me. Yeah. And I, 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 as a dad now, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you can kind of see it. Totally get that. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you the difference between that and, I, I, how do I say this? The difference between that and somebody who has dated one of my daughters, and I'm not a big fan of anybody my daughters date, honestly. Um, they really have to earn my trust and respect, and some, some don't feel they need to, which is fine. But they're never going to have my trust or respect. The difference is when Gary said that over his dead body I would marry his daughter, I went to his house, and just the two of us sat at a kitchen mm-hmm. table for the better part of four hours while he grilled me yeah, uh, well. about what my plans were and my future mm-hmm. held and my past and mm-hmm. why was I divorced and where do Did I... Did it get better after that? He became my best friend, mm-hmm. uh, and not immediately, but over time. I don't think I've been closer to anybody than yeah. I am to, than I was to Gary. He would come on... He would always want to know when I was doing a show so he could come with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And we would hang out and talk in the car, and yeah, he was great. I miss him. I, 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 I honestly, can I say, I miss him more than I miss my own dad. Yeah. Yeah. We all have different relationships yeah. with, with... He was just you know, great to talk the, to. Yeah. The only thing we couldn't do is you couldn't be in a place... Like, he would come to a bar where I was doing comedy, and the waitress was good-looking. Mm-hmm. He would say, oh, she's good looking. And you'd be like, I don't, uh, I can't. <laughs> I don't know what I you're talking your about. Oh. 
listen to this story, Don. We'll get to your phone call in just a sec. And said, I, I, uh, I dated a girl when I was 18, and her dad forced me to break up with her and gave me a lifetime ban to the A&W to the that he owned. <laughs> oh, no. She never knew. But we rekindled our relationship in 2005 through Facebook. We now have a daughter together oh. and a child each from previous relationships. Crazy how life wow. works out. Isn't that something else? Banned still, for me and W. Still not allowed in there for the mama and papa burgers. <laughs> Forget about it. Um, Don's on the phone. Hi, Don. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Good. What's your story? Okay, this is my first year of university, mm-hmm. and uh, I was uh, very good friends with this Asian lady, Kim, and uh, her mom was really good with that. The fact that we were friends never bothered her. As a matter of fact, they used to invite me over for dinner. But when she found out that I was actually dating her, Uh-oh. she kicked me so hard <laughs> in the solaplex. Ooh. I went through a screen door, missed three steps, and hit the ground. Oh wait, my wait a second, back up. You, like, just walked through the front door of the house and she booted you right back through it? Yep, right through Whoa. the screen door. I missed, and there, it was three steps down to the bottom. I missed the steps all together and hit the ground. Now, I want to find out how the relationship ended, but did you see that? I mean, did she ask you, were you just walking in and was there words? I, we were just walking in. Um, Kim had told her the night before that they were, we were dating. And apparently it didn't go well between her and Kim that evening. And, uh, yeah, um, when I walked through the door, boom, I was right out through the door again. I actually went to the hospital because I thought I had cracked ribs. Oh, my goodness gracious. So So how did the relationship? after that? We we dated for about another six months, (laughs) and it was just getting way too complicated. Her mom actually kind of got really weird. She started following us. Oh, she got really weird. Weirder. Weirder than booting you in the solar plex down the stairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She started following us, and uh, she'd show up in the most unlikely places. And I would literally... I, I wouldn't say that I break out and sweat, but I get pretty nervous when yeah. she show up. Jeez, who wouldn't? Wow, Don. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Hey, well, wait a minute. What's the girl doing now? Uh, the last that I heard, she was now down in Florida doing uh, bathymetric surveys. We were, we were both in, um, we were both taking the same course loads in that. I'm a cartographer by trade. Oh. I have a master's degree in cartography. Nice. And she sort of went into bathymetric and hydrographic surveys. So she's down in Florida somewhere. And and how's the mom? I haven't got a clue. Yeah. I'm like, afraid to ask. <laughs> yeah. Afraid to ask. <laughs> Don, thanks for sharing. Appreciate wow. the phone call this afternoon. Bruce texted in, said, I dated a pastor's daughter in high school. He really disliked me because I smoked, I had long hair, and I listened to metal. The day after graduation, he shipped her off to Ontario, and it turns me out he did me a favor. I am now happily married, now for 24 years, to the girl I dated after her. I have no hair, and I still listen to metal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, you guys killed me. Oh, my gosh. My my first wife's dad threw a three iron at me when I asked his permission to marry her. It didn't end well 12 years later. That from Aaron. You know, I asked my first wife's dad. This is a mistake I made with my second wife is I didn't ask permission. That's what really threw him over the top. Mm. I didn't feel as though I had to. But the first uh, wife, I asked... I took him out for a drive in my car and said, "I listen, the reason I took you out is I want to ask for your permission to uh, to marry your daughter. And he went, you can do it, but I don't recommend it. 
<laughs> he was right, actually. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.